Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of the big show, the main show, the 127th edition of the Superstar Destroyer of our fleet. Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa here as well and forever. <laughs> You're forever in Ken's <laughs> living room. If I had to haunt a place after I passed, it? your living room would be fun. 
<laughs> you know what? My, Just throwing that out there. I swear my house in Northridge was haunted. I, I don't, you know, dive into that stuff too much, but I could I could live with a scrimshaw spirit around. <laughs> Thanks. I tried to be supportive. <laughs> Jennifer, Ooh, how are you? <laughs> I'm pretending to be a ghost. Pretending. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been reading a lot of Berenstein Bears books with my daughter. Yeah. And one of them is Being Afraid of the Dark. And that's where they do a lot Aww. of, uh, yeah, pretending that's to be ghosts. Ooh. Bear ghosts? Bear ghosts. Man, I'm going to read that book. Yeah. <laughs> Two of my favorite things, bears and ghosts. Bears and ghosts, indeed. Episode 9, cast revealed, exclamation point. We're diving into that today. Not the entire cast. There might be surprises. We're going to find out more about that uh, on today's show. But I always want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrot.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Star Wars Adventures. I want to start with you, Mr. Scrimshaw, because I know you had some fun ones at your comedy show this past weekend. Yeah, so I do this monthly comedy show called Game Night Variety Show. In this month, one of our guests was Tony Thaxton, who has done uh, the theme music for several of our shows. And if anybody's been following Tony, they know that he's been doing this uh, Patreon, where he does uh, funny Star Wars songs. Uh, He just kind of rebranded it to be all about funny Star Wars songs. Now, he was in the band Motion City Soundtrack, so mm-hmm. his Patreon is now called Cloud City Soundtrack. Mm. Got it. Focusing on Star Wars songs, and it was amazing to hear them live. Yeah? Because he was, he, yeah, he reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, we, we do this Force Center stuff, that's fun. Like, I'm looking for, do you have any place I could do Star Wars songs live? He's <laughs> like, yes, <Yes>? I do. <laughs> wow. And it was so great, because he, he did uh, some deep cut ones. He has ones that uh, that's about like 60 seconds long, maybe that, about the... Uh, Emperor's Royal Guard, so Ooh, I yeah. just got to stand next to him and do one line as Palpatine. That was great fun. <laughs> he has one about uh, Rick Ollier, yeah. uh, about him being a, sort of the, the captain of exposition. Yeah. Our audience there was half Star Wars knowledgeable and half just totally not. Yeah. So he, he explained to the audience exactly who Rick Ollier was. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And just uh, amazing musician. So yeah. I, it, it was a great experience uh, to get to see those live. And I also just wanted to take the opportunity to shout out his Patreon again, because he's a great friend of Force Center and uh, just an amazing and funny musician. Too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If, if you guys have heard the, you know, I know you all have, because you all listen to Happy Beeps. I think that's a... That's an award-winning single, a Grammy-worthy Absolutely. single in its own right. It's so good. Tony is such a talented musician. His Patreon is, what is it, patreon.com slash Cloud City Soundtrack, yep. I believe. So go check it out. He has an Obi-Wan Kenobi song there, too. Yes, he does. Yeah, so a lot of good music. Well, I'm sorry I missed that show. Of all the shows to miss, that's the one. I would have sung along to the Emperor's Royal Guard song. <laughs> well, Tony and I will come to your living room. That's perfect. Recreated. <laughs> Haunt me in this living room here. <laughs> Jennifer, any Star Wars adventures for yourself? I got nothing. I got nothing this week. Yeah, who knows what next week will bring. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same. I, you know, I'm also a little disappointed. Thrawn Alliances is out, and I think Joseph, you're reading Thrawn Alliances, right? I am reading the first chapter. Yes, twice. Not because the book isn't good, but because I've been ridiculously busy and it's been ridiculously hot. And I open a book, and I'm like, oh, yeah. my friend Darth, Vi- I'm so sleepy. <laughs> no comment on the book whatsoever. I can't right. wait to set aside like a good chunk of time with a big pot of coffee. Yeah. I, I, I don't even have a copy of the book yet, and <laughs> so I want I wanted to bring this up for anyone. I know a lot of you guys out there listening, want, we love that you want to hear us dive into these books. It might be a, might be a little delayed, because I'm going to have to get it this week. <laughs> Jennifer might have to get it, and you, I thought you were way ahead of us. Looks like, nope. 
Uh, I am by like a <laughs> by chapter and a half. Oh. Yeah. Again, no comment on the book. Just been yeah. super busy. Right. Hey, uh, let's dive right into this one because we got a lot of news to dive in. And it's really one story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it changed the course of what today's show is going to be. We had another wonderful topic planned out. And then, boom, this drops Friday. Kind of a surprise. I would say so. And we're going to dive in. Jennifer is going to lead us through the Star Wars news catch up. There was actually not, like we said, one main story, but we did get a little bit of news. Thanks to Jedi Bibliot- Bibliotech's sleuthing on the Disney Germany website, we mm. got some more details about the upcoming animated series, Star Wars Resistance. The first of 22 episodes will air on October 13th in Germany. We don't know when the U.S. date will be yet. And the season premiere will feature Poe Dameron. Perhaps Oscar Isaac will make a perfor- uh, performance. Uh, he Here is a synopsis of the show. Resistance fighter Poe Dameron tasks young pilot Kazuda Kaz Shiono with spying on the First Order. At the time, little was known about the secretive organization and its strength. In order to fulfill his mission, Kaz travels to the space station Colossus, which is being used by many ships as a port to refuel and do repairs. However, there are also dangerous races taking place there. After Kaz bragged with his piloting skills at his arrival there, he is soon drawn into one of the races. So it sounds like a lot of fast flying and drag racing very much in the vein of George Lucas. Mm. How do we feel after hearing the synopsis? More excited? More meh? I don't know. I, yeah, I, 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 uh, I feel uh, confirmed <laughs> in sort of what we've been told so far. Mm-hmm. Just the visuals, the idea. I think, uh, you know, I'm thrilled to hear that Poe is in it. Because right. I think that this is going to be a series about enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some good Poe-thusiasm uh, right out of the gate. That idea of you don't know the full horror of the First Order, you know, as we're going to see. And it's all younger people and taking their first steps into, like, being a part of something like the Resistance, where it's more exciting before mm-hmm. you realize some of the scary parts. Right. Uh, I love that your phone. No, no, I, I was going to comment on it, but your yes, phone, your phone has popped in the recording. You said Poe Dameron or Poe's in it, and your phone woke up. Yeah, your your Siri hears Star Wars names. Yes, and wakes Siri up. recorded half of what I said, and then her response was "Oh, rats." So I guess she <laughs> doesn't like my opinions. I was you, looking so. over oh your gosh. shoulder as you were talking, and I'm like, "Wow, that phone loves Star Wars." Yeah, lit up. I, I'm I'm right with you there, Joseph. Excited. This is kind of like like you, you you said it so well. Like this is the promise: racing, uh, anime, that Robotech feel I love. Yeah. You know, this design of animation all fits in, and I love that Poe's in it. We'd heard some of that stuff, but I'd love Oscar Isaac to be in it um, because it directly connects Mm -hmm. versus, say, early on Rebels. We didn't get that right away. Later on, some big connections. But right away, it was this little chapter, a little section of the Star Wars galaxy that seemed disconnected from some of the things. This right from the beginning. We're in it. We're here. I like it. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited. I am curious if if Oscar Isaac is going to make an appearance or if they're going to have someone else play him because he sounds like he's actually a pretty big part of this show in some sense or at least leading the people on their missions so we shall see yeah it seems like maybe a mentor character i also like Mm -hmm, that that really confirms even if this is is some of the rumors suggest a little bit younger Mm. that there it has it has to be a little bit more canon filling in 
because mm. of the nature of the First Order story. Right, yeah. right. So we got a big announcement this week, which we'll talk about in a moment, but a huge part of that reveal is that Carrie Fisher will indeed make an appearance in Star Wars Episode Nine. In an official statement on StarWars.com, J.J. Abrams said, We desperately loved Carrie Fisher. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. So they will take unused footage from The Force Awakens to piece her performance together for Nine, and Carrie's brother, Todd Fisher, couldn't be happier, and he actually credited J.J. Abrams for making that happen. In April 2017, Todd broke the news that Leia would be returning in Episode Nine with the help of unused footage, but Lucasfilm quickly said that was not true. So there seems to be a little confusion amongst fans, but to me it seemed pretty clear what was going on, which is that they got their permission from Billy Lord and from Todd Fisher in case they wanted to use this footage. I think Todd, maybe he thought, oh, okay, great, it's a go. But they were still figuring things out. And Joseph, you were saying uh, off air that J.J. Abrams wasn't even on board at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's correct. Is April yeah. of 2017. I don't think he was in yet. Yeah, no. the, yeah, I think you're right. The timeline, time goes so fast. Yeah, we yes. try to Google as much as we can before we get on air, but sometimes it slips yeah. through our fingers, the Googling. No, that's but right. I would say even if uh, I have that timeline wrong and JJ was there, I think JJ's uh, words are also that we found a way to make it work. So right. there's a difference between, hey, we have two or three scenes that nobody has ever heard of, mm-hmm. and do they fit in the story and what we want to do with the character of Leia in any way to make them work? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I and this is we're gonna obviously talk about it more here in a little bit, a uh, little bit. But uh, this was like the option I think that was on the table that we all not ignored but didn't focus on. Mm. And 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 when Todd, you know, Todd Fisher saying that, I think, I think you're right. I think maybe early conversations, maybe it was a thing. And I think Ka- Kathleen was 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 right when she came out and said, no, no, we're not doing that because at the time they probably didn't have that plan. Right, plans change. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe it was just a precautionary. Like, hey, what if we wanted to? Sure. And then you were even talking, Joseph, for someone from a Hollywood, legendary Hollywood family. <laughs> <laughs> he sure doesn't understand how the media works. <laughs> Todd Fisher gets a little chatty. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, a little chatty. It's so okay. it's interesting. Yes, yes. So the big announcement this week is that Star Wars Episode Nine will begin filming at London's Pinewood Studios on August 1st, 2018. StarWars.com announced that the returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason. Wait, wait, no, wait. Donald. Donald Gleason. Yeah, Donald the M Gleason. is a trap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran. Uh, Jonas Swatamo. 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 That's how they said it on the Star yes. Wars show this week. Yeah. Jonas Swatamo and Billy Lord. Joining the cast of Episode 9 are, are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell, who will be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill. Anthony Daniels and Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. John Williams will return to score the film. And as I mentioned before, the role of Leia will be played by Carrie Fisher. So there's a lot to break down. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Each line. Take anything else we had planned for today and we toss it out the window and we'll be <laughs> yes. a wonderful uh, topic uh, soon. But, yeah, this is uh, this was this was quite frankly, it was awesome. It was one of those little news little pieces. And it was like, oh, wow. A lot of con- confirmations, new faces, yes, and and little predictions of stories that speculating responsibly immediately comes rushing into your head yeah. with some of the names that aren't there, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to dive into yeah. all that for the the main topic of who's there, who isn't, what does it confirm, what does it deny. 
Yeah. I think we should have some transition music. Let's take a look. Let's dive in. All right. And the way that Four Center does, Jennifer, right? Unless yes. there's other news stories that are no, missing. That was Some it. Ewok adventure that I didn't know I wasn't aware of. No? I was okay. I was checking everything, but this dominated the news cycle. So here yeah. we go. Understandably so. So I want to begin with just our actual initial reaction to the announcement uh, the emotional process of taking it all in. Uh, I will just start from the behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain that uh, I was having a very busy day on Friday, getting ready for that show I was talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, I I was behind because I was playing Battlefront 2. And <laughs> I was behind on writing my bit, my, my own comedy bit, about Battlefront 2 because I'd been playing Battlefront research, 2. Research, research. Sat great. down, I was like, all right, I need to concentrate. The show's in just a few hours. And I get a text from Ken. It's like, sorry, important Star Wars news you need to see immediately in case you're not online. And so I had to stop what I was doing <laughs> and look at this news. And it was it was powerful. And it was also just kind of our little Force Center family. It was cool to get that text from you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, good. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, hey, just in case you're not online right now, you need to be. Uh, right, right. And then, yeah, just so uh, bowled over by all of it. It's so for the excitement takes over because, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but if some news breaks, we might get 15 to 30 tweets from yeah. listeners. Mm-hmm. Did you just, did you see, did you see, did you see? And it's like, well, yeah, of course I saw. But then at some point, you don't see and right. you need to be told. So uh, I'm glad you didn't work like, God, God, I'm playing Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just great. Big. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, Jennifer, what was your reaction just to the announcement about the. All, all, not not just who is named, but the clarity of it. Because everyone, not everyone, many of these things could have gone, continued to be rumors. Mm-hmm. They could have continued to be mystery boxes, as sometimes people criticize J.J. Abrams of doing. And I think that's a big part of this is just like, yep, there might be, still be some surprises, but here's your huge answers on a bunch of big names. I loved it. I had a sense of relief that, okay, they're like, nope, no more speculation. All of your YouTube videos that you might be doing for the next year. Nope. Mark Hamill is coming back. Carrie Fisher will be returning. We're using unused footage. And I felt like they, like what we've been talking about so much is they got ahead of the kind of, you know, speculation and this crazy news cycle that we're a part of. And, and I liked that. I feel like they're taking charge and that, and really, if you went on, line that day there was so much excitement and positivity that really it drowned out any negative comments that i saw which was a first <laughs> in mm, a long yeah. time and that was really exciting for me as a fan yeah it kind of took me back to just like when when we used to all we used to do is just celebrate you know <laughs> and yeah you speculate responsibly sure. but i thought this was great that they did that yeah there was a sense of relief and, and, and a sense of surprise that it's all out there for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, there's going to be other castings. They might be holding things back, and that's part of the fun. But all right, we've got this this path of information. We know now. We are waiting for the Billy D confirmation. Poor Mark Hamill was probably waiting for them to tell everyone. Yes, he's in the movie. Quit bothering him. And then the big question, the big reveal of of Carrie Fisher, I think, gives you a sense of whether you are 100 percent okay with it or not. You're like, okay, I have time to get ready for this. You know yes. what I mean? And then new names. And then the Carrie Russell thing, which was, it, it was a little weird addition. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, whether they forgot or the contract hadn't been signed yet. So <laughs> relief, p- positive feeling. It turned into, okay, we're ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. Deep breath. Deep yeah. Breath. I also want to ask, what was the most 
emotional for you? Like uh, for me, obviously, I was very invested in Mark Hamill returning because I really feel like that's mm. critical for the story. And as I've said many times, I want poor Mark Hamill to be able to go about his life without being harassed uh, anytime he's seen in public. Like, do you know yet? Are you hiding it from us? But you know, did all you that. shave? Did you shave? Yeah. Uh, do you still, are your robes clean? Um, that's a terrible thing to yell at a person. Uh, <laughs> but also, of course. Carrie Fisher and other people were really invested in the confirmation of Billy D. Williams, but like I kind of took it all in, and then uh, my wife Sarah got home, and I told her the Carrie Fisher news, mm. and I surprised myself that as I was saying it is when the the emotion of it hit me mm. that there was new footage mm. of yeah. Leia that Abrams was is convinced is is going to tell a good and right story, and I got uh, teary yeah. as I told my wife, and mm. it took me entirely by surprise. So, like, uh, that mm. level of emotion, did it hit you? And what part of the news hit you? Mm-hmm. As a, you know, someone who's cried talking about Admiral Raddus, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't to that degree. But the Carrie thing is, I'm wrapping my, I'm wrapping my brain around in a very good way. But that, that, that's definitely the thing. It's like, okay, we, I, Princess Leia is not going to be in a funeral at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. all we get. You know what I mean? We still have right. a moment with with her. And that, yeah, that's where the emotions were, yeah. How about you, Jennifer? It was too much, so I didn't even allow myself to, to get, uh, o- get overwhelmed by the emotion because I know, as I started thinking, we're going to see Mark Hamill on screen again. We're going to see Carrie Fisher on screen again. It is the end of the Skywalker saga, as I said yeah. in this, this press release. And I went, I, I can't, I can't deal with this emotion right now. I have to <laughs> shelve it because I know when I get in that theater, mm. it's going to be a cry fest. You guys, yeah. it's going to be really emotional. Right. So kind of like seeing baby porgs. Little <laughs> porgs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was emotional seeing Carrie and Mark on screen in episode eight. Yeah. And knowing that this is the end. Oh, goodness gracious. I yeah. had work to do. I couldn't allow I, myself to get there. I watched Last Jedi again this weekend. Uh, and that, that scene at the end mm-hmm. got, got me again. Yep. And how I still think it's amazing they were able to shoot that scene not knowing, as no one would, that the tragedy that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have this final moment that we thought and so now we're gonna have some more moments is it gonna be as good as that everything the powerful is that luke and leia moment i don't know but i'm not worried about that because at least the story will go on yeah that that line of no one's ever really gone yeah explicitly in last jedi is referencing kylo and han solo right Mm -hmm. because he's handing her the dice in that moment and then it came to mean both luke and leia and now it's like one of the most powerful lines in star wars and Mm -hmm. will maybe even become more powerful powerful in episode nine yeah Uh, let's talk a little bit more specifically about carrie fisher obviously there is all of the emotion but all the idea of unused footage we had kind of put out of our mind because Mm -hmm. lucasfilm had had shot down uh that that todd fisher rumor um what are our hopes for that? What do you? What do we think is going to happen based on that? Because we all know the plot of Episode Seven, mm. unless they just shot some like, "Hey, Carrie, do you want to do a you know Leia's Leia's night at the Improv where you're just riffing yeah. mm. as Leia?" <laughs> we can guess the kind of footage that might yeah. be in existence. So, how do we think it's actually going to be woven into the story? This is where I have a little bit of pause, and I mean that in a good way. Where I'm like, okay, is it they can't have her on Dakar? Right. I mean, I guess you can go back. The planet wasn't destroyed, yeah. but the base was. And so that's where I'm wondering. Now, we know that there was footage shot with Maz Kanata and Leia. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, right. we know yeah. that from the trailer. We know her, Maz handing Leia the lightsaber was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So it could be based around that. 
And I, I think we just have to, you had said it earlier, Joseph, we just have to trust that JJ and his team aren't doing this lightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be fun guys. They got some edited footage. Let's just toss it in there. Like <laughs> I don't, they're not doing that. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes from there. You know? Yeah. yeah. Jennifer, what are your thoughts or hopes for story wise, what it might mean? Yeah. I think that they're going to probably have to do it in a sh- flashback. I'm thinking that might be a That's... natural way to, to kind of make it work. Yeah. Um, otherwise I don't want it to take us out of the story and out of the moment because we're like, oh, wait, that's, you know, that's her on Dakar. That doesn't make sense. Or what what are they piecing together? I want it to flow seamlessly. And I, of course, we have J.J. Abrams um, and Chris Chris Terrio who are writing this. So I think it's going to be, you know, excellent. But I do, I am cautiously optimistic that it will be used in in the right way that will fit just so, so that it does not take away or make it even more obvious that she's not a part of this film. Yeah. Because that's my other fear. Yeah. I, mm. I think in, in speculating responsibly, I yeah. embrace myself for a very limited appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think there is still the possibility that the character will pass on or will have passed on because I think flashback is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Going super crazy, I think Force Ghost is a possibility. Like, Ooh, I think you have to, right. you know, at least mm. in terms of going in with an open mind, preparing yourself, because I think there's this mm. little bit of a trap of we get this wonderful relief of like not recasting, not just ignoring Carrie Fisher herself will be Princess Leia again. That is this natural, just huge wave of joy, which I think is correct. Mm. But then you also have to temper it with in exactly what context and how limited the role might be. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, yeah. Ooh, you guys just got me thinking about stuff. Yeah, I, there I am saying, ah, she's not going to die. I can't guarantee that now. Yeah. You're right. Flashbacks, force ghost footage mm-hmm. might be a way to, you know, to cut the footage out of the other scenes and drop it into another scene. Uh, yeah. Put a hologram around it type of thing, type yeah. of force, uh, Alec Guinness force filter, <laughs> uh, force ghost filter. Yeah, I didn't really, I, it's funny, I, it's funny, I didn't even stop to think about that till you guys both said that. Yeah, I mean, you just have to kind of balance yeah. out of if she is, if the character is present in the story, why isn't she being more proactive? So, you know, maybe they will go with the story that I know people have kind of uh, picked up the thread from the Poe Dameron comic that she is more injured from the right. space uh, walk, the space mm-hmm. flight, mm-hmm. than let on. So it could be that she knows that she is ill and she is sending somebody on a mission. So you get yeah. that sense of closure. That's good. Mm, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about things now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still just, I'm still as excited. Because that, that is, that is the quote worry is, what do you have? What footage do you have that's going to make sense of the story? She can't interact with Force Ghost Luke. You know, just these are surface thoughts. Yeah. Um, a new Ray. I mean, Daisy Ridley, you know, has, you know, gotten buffer, different hairstyle. What are you going to do? You're going to drop her and you have the technology. Yeah. Right. So I think what how are you going to do it? Yeah. I think what they're another thing, good thing to think about is what they're saying is they are not recreating Leia in CGI in any way. I think they'll absolutely go so far as to put her on a different planet, put her in a different yeah. dress, yep. reshoot whoever she's talking to. Yeah. I think the, from a writerly perspective, what makes sense to me is they looked at scenes and they had a, from a certain point of view, epiphany where this line was said utterly in this context, but if you put it in a different context, it means something entirely different when said yeah. in this part of the story talking to this person. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's brave in a way. Yeah. This is high profile. This isn't, you know... Other actors who've passed away, uh, the, the the older gentleman in Gladiator, and they re you know this isn't even Paul Walk you know th- this is something 
this is there's a lot more focus on this character. Yeah. At this point, I think it's brave. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. I'm yeah. very happy for it. So let's talk. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Talk about Mark Hamill returning. Where are our hopes there? Do we think just straight up Force Ghost, or is there the possibility of some other surprise? Hmm. Hmm. You know, uh, the Force Ghost is to me the only answer. Yeah. Right. And then I, ha- I get into a dangerous area where I might have to not back off our words. I think we at Force Center try really hard to be open to the story that's told to us. Right. And that's that's where the whole speculate responsibly hashtag kind of wink wink thing comes from, right, Jennifer? It's mm-hmm. like we have our ideas, we have our wants, we have our expectations, but let's just see what they do. If Luke is a clone, if the world between worlds <laughs> happens and Luke's not, I, I will go in. I'll come out of it needing to 
to process it a little bit more if he's just not a force ghost or some kind of version of a force ghost. Yeah. What are you, what are your desires, Jennifer? You know, I think we all expect him to be a force ghost and appear in a crucial moment to guide Ray through some sort of important lesson. But what if he is a force ghost that is ever present in this film? Like what if he actually has a huge <laughs> role? Yeah. Like that would definitely be very surprising. Uh, and, I, I, and that would be good for me. I don't right? want him necessarily to come do sit on a log and talk to Ray. Right. If he's through in every minute of the movie, if he's a force, because I just don't want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes me to dark place. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I, we got a specific question. I think a couple people of like uh, fans saying, mm. could he be alive? Yeah. And I think there is an excitement mm. of, well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there are people who are, weren't happy with how, how his his role went and how his end went in particular in Last Jedi. And I understand for for people who feel that way, there is a desire to be like, but what if he came back and he s- was swinging that lightsaber. Yeah. Oh my and like, gosh. for wow. me, I want him to be uh, present and powerful, but in the same way that he was in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I want him to be wise and still uh, kind of following his own philosophy. Yeah. I'd be happy to see him take an action as a, a force ghost. That way I think would be like yeah. really honorable to like how big this character is. And this is the end of the Skywalker saga. We already saw Yoda start to push the boundaries of force ghosts. I think it'd be really cool if he did something. But there's also that part of me of like his uh, commitment to pacifism was so beautifully done in Last Jedi. There's a part of me that just I don't want to see him come in and just wreck shop. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because I don't feel like yeah. that's where the character has the direction that the Last Jedi left him in. And again, I know other people yeah. have different feelings, and that's what they would like to see. And I respect the different opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't want to that that peace and, and purpose ending. I don't want that trampled on. <laughs> Yeah, but again, I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm having to. I don't want to go in with preconceived notions of what JJ might do and and get grumpy or burn it. I just want to see where the story goes. Yeah, yeah. But my personal preference is a nice, friendly force ghost. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be thrilled with that third lesson because mm-hmm. uh, there you, you know, go. Yeah, Ryan Johnson confirmed that that is not uh, the. The, the caretaker party is not meant to be not the third be, lesson. Yeah. So there's a nice hanging mystery there. Uh, let's talk about Billy D. Williams. Uh, do you have any new thoughts on his context? We've talked a lot about his exercise uh, regimen that you brought us in the news, <laughs> yes. Jennifer, so we know that he's going to be a nice fit Lando. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, any, any of these other revelations change your mind about how Lando's going to fit into this story? Mm, I think that they have to use him very sparingly. I think that they have to just do one good scene uh, where he turns around in the chair, he's wearing some sort of, you know, grand outfit, uh, and he just has a, a little bit of dialogue, you know, j- just enough to give, give us a taste of Lando, but I think we have to also recognize where he is in his life um, and, and as an actor, and so I think that they, they, need, they need to protect him and kind of uh, show off his best acting skills. Okay. I th- similar to what JJ had to do with Carrie in episode seven to hear yes. Carrie herself saying some, some interviews and stuff where she didn't feel solid about her performance. She hadn't been acting for a while. I think in eight, she's so back into it. You look at those deleted scenes or the director stuff from uh, the director and the Jedi. She's, she's in it. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's back, but she was always, you know, transitioned out of acting more into writing. And we knew that. And I, I see, I could see what needing to do the same with Billy yes. D a little bit. Um, I want him to have, you know, a couple more scenes, but I know you do too, Jennifer, but you know, I, but I agree with you. You're one, one big important scene. Right. I I do want him to be in a position of leadership. Time has passed. Whether or not he answered that call, a lot of people ask that. Not not so much important as what he's doing now. I still think he could be someone who bankrolls the resistance. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, 
oh, you need some ships? You need some this? And guess what? Lando's got what you need. Like, that could be something cool to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think with all these characters we're talking about, there's also the balancing of generations because it seems so far that the sequel trilogy has been about passing the torch. Right. And mm-hmm. for episode nine to be successful, the torch does need to be passed. And it's easy to get real excited of like, what if Mark Hamill was a force ghost uh, throughout doing active cool things? And uh, we have to have our heroes finish, our young heroes finish their journey, right? right. Yes. Yeah. Tell their story. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a balance with Lando. I want to see him interacting with two things in particular. I want to see him interacting with Poe. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. I think Poe's kind of been paired up with different people throughout these movies. Oh, and yeah. I think Poe needs a fun partner to spar with. And maybe uh, Lando would be good. And after Solo, I want to see him interact with the Falcon. Yeah. No, now that we sure. have that information, I want Lando on the Falcon. I want him to run a hand over the console and talk to L3. Oh my I would goodness. love that directly referenced. Yeah. Not like some implied. Right. I want them. I want him to say the words. Hey, L3. Yeah, how you doing, L3? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? I want That'd that. That'd be pretty great. I do want that. Yeah. Speculate irresponsibly yeah. on, on that <laughs> one. And uh, Jennifer, I have to ask you, uh, fashion-wise... How do you want? How do you want a uh, older gentleman Lando to look? Do you want him to be rocking a cape? Do you want him to be wearing uh, Han's clothes like he did at the end of Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> what do you needs, want? He needs to. Do we have flair? He needs to wear a cape. I don't want any sort of drab attire. I kind of want the Last Jedi costume mm-hmm. uh, approach to it, which is just. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, look at the outfits that we got on Leia. I felt mm. to me was like so such a great representation of her character. We need that for Lando. All right. Yeah. Jennifer wants you to go for it. Go for they it. They established in Solo something we all knew that Lando loves capes, right? Yes. But now it is like it is a thing. It is like he is loves his capes. So I definitely want that. Yeah. And speaking of older returning generation, we don't talk about him too much. Anthony Daniels, because Mm -hmm. there was no doubt that he would be in this movie because he has done almost all of the Star Wars ever. The the radio adaptation, video games, the droids cartoon. He's everywhere. And I think he's the only person at this point who will have been in every theatrical Star Wars movie. Yeah, I was doing I was thinking about that because then you immediately go to, uh, you know, uh, 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 Warwick Davis, but he obviously wasn't in New Hope and Empire. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's got it because Daniels is in even yeah. in Solo with that that short uh, role. Yeah. So do you think this will be the final performance of Anthony Daniels, or do you think if uh, if uh, they do continue to make uh, the standalone movies, you know, first Ryan Johnson movie, do you think the Daniels condition uh, condition tradition <laughs> yeah. the Daniels I don't know what the Daniels condition is the Daniels tradition will continue? I could see it going for a little bit. I mean, because again, yeah, Solo, he plays a, you know, slave on Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's in their mind to that degree, yeah, I could see it going for a while. Yeah, I think that, I think as far as 3PO, I think the character obviously will be done here. I think it depends on their relationship with Anthony Daniels. I know that he's been a little cheeky in later <laughs> years. And so it just comes down to like, if he has a <laughs> a happy relationship with Ryan Johnson or Dave, Dave and Dan. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who do you want? Do you want him on set? <laughs> to, me, to me, Anthony Daniels is summed up in that director in the Jedi moment where Ryan Johnson's mic'd and Anthony Daniels goes to tell him something seemingly very nice. Right. And he goes, oh, wait, are you, are you mic'd up? I'll tell you some other time. <laughs> yeah, right. Would you like to see that 
which uh, we we appear to see is the truth of Anthony Daniels' character, that maybe he's got some rumors, maybe he's got some snark that he likes to share off mic. Mm-hmm. Would you like that to suddenly, in episode nine, appear in 3PO's character, where Th- 3PO finally breaks and is like, you know what? <laughs> yes. I've, I, know, I know what being polite is because I'm a protocol droid, and I know all you MFers have been <laughs> rude to me for decades. Would you like to see 3PO break down a little bit and get nasty? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> and to have that kind of... Nerd rage moment where it yeah. all boils over. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like the odds are I am gonna finish, <laughs> and you are going to listen. Yep, mm. that would be interesting. Be pretty awesome. All right, so let's talk about the returning cast. So a lot of them are like great, uh, Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and, and John Boyega, all, all the big principles that we expect. But I think Lupita Nyong'o was a question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are we excited? How much Maz do we think we're gonna get? All that. Very, I, I'm, I'm excited because I think she's such a talented performer, and that's a great character. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not getting my hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I think when I look at this cast, I'm like, there's a lot of people. Right, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of loose ends to tie up here. So I know that we're not going to be able to get as much Maz as I would like. I do think that JJ does have a soft spot for this character. You know, she he was inspired by his old teacher when he created her. Yeah. So I think that he is going to give her a good arc but it's going to be a smaller one. Yeah, and that's my... Again, I'm watching Last Jedi this weekend. As much as I love what Ryan did, you, everyone listening knows that. This, that's one of my big points. Is I, I, do, I didn't like the Maz. I didn't ha- like how it looked. It sounds, some of the content's fine. I, mean, I think it's funny, you know, Poe with the blaster and... Yeah. Uh, you know, like, it, it's a funny moment. But it, 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 was, it was a little bit too different for me than the Maz. And I do get hung up on the... She just lost her castle. What is she two days ago? Now she's doing. I get lost a little bit on that Star Wars canceling moment for me. I I wouldn't mind JJ kind of taking it back to a little bit more of, of the mystic stuff, especially if there's going to be an interaction with Leia and, and yes. maybe the oh, explanation yeah. as to how she had the lightsaber and what she knew versus a, a comic relief moment in in Last Jedi. So yeah, yeah I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to be a big role, but I'm hopeful it's a little yeah. different. My new headcanon for The Last Jedi is that there are contractors rebuilding the castle, and that's <laughs> who she's having the union dispute with. And she would re- act right away. You know? yeah, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't get, I don't get so hung up on a moment, but yeah, I think I like that. Look, I want to help the resistance, but, yeah. you know, I, I think she's a fascinating character because there's ambu- ambiguity in yeah. her now. Like, mm-hmm. she clearly wasn't, like, on the front lines fighting with the rebellion. Right. She's clearly offering support while, while being a, what, a pirate queen, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's clearly got her own thing. But she also was this uh, voice of, I think, one of the biggest themes of the sequel trilogy is when she talks about it being the same fight that it's always been. Yeah. It was against the Sith and it was against the Empire and now it's the First Order. Yeah. So I feel like that might be her role to remind us that this is a battle that will go on forever Mm -hmm. and you always have to carry the torch of Mm -hmm. fighting for freedom. Like, I hope that she at least, uh, even if she doesn't have a lot of screen time, that she comes back to that idea that she presented in The Force Awakens and and really reminds the characters in the audience. Yeah, I like that. And and to be clear, I think think when Ryan has that script and he sees it, I mean, what do you do with the Maz character? Because in what's, especially what ends up on the screen in 7, she doesn't have this clear, like, cool, I'm going to help you. I got some ships and troops. Let me join that fight. She clearly doesn't have that. You're so right, Joseph. Mm -hmm. So I think I I was okay with the decision Ryan made, but I I think J.J., going back to his teacher and everything, might have a little different take on it. I'm I'm interested in that. Yeah, she could definitely have a Maz-like, or a Lando-like role where, like, I I have to get in the fight. After all these years, I personally have to put on my jetpack and start shooting Mm -hmm. things. (laughs) Uh, I think one of the biggest surprises was no Gwendolyn Christie. Is Phasma really gone, my friends? Stannis Baratheon's not dead. 
Captain Phasma's not dead. <laughs> yeah. I think they're, I don't know. I think they could play with it. Yeah. Or it's uh-huh. just like you take it at face value. But is life fun if you just take it as face value, Jen? No. You got, I think that they're not going to ruin the surprise. I think she's going to come back. Oh, you think she's in it? And yeah. they're just, this is, this is the surprise that J.J. Abrams like, all right, I'll announce Mark yeah. Hamill, but not Gwendolyn. Yeah. No, I, I think that she will make a, a funny appearance. I kind of like the idea that Phasma can't be killed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She'll just keep yeah. popping up in random places. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do think it makes, especially the deleted scene or the alternate scene, you know, the idea that Phasma was dead was definitely there. Yeah. And I also think the book, the comic, has done a lot to fill out this character. Mm-hmm. But I still think with what you had on in 7, I don't think you had much to work with. Right. And I think they've had to go back and backfill a lot of that story, understandably, because it is a cool character. And I think, again, we're all rooting for Gwendolyn Christie a lot, even maybe more than the character. So I, li- I like this idea that she can't be destroyed. Yes. Yeah. I for sure want that to be the truth, that she yeah. can't be destroyed. I want her to survive in a book or a comic if she doesn't pop up as yeah. a surprise in episode nine. I can understand if maybe JJ is just like, I don't have the room for you and I don't want to do a disservice. Yeah. And, right. and maybe she truly isn't. But for me, like, man, Star Wars yeah. is a big comic book pulp world. And a villain falling into ambiguous flame pit is not death yeah. in B-movie serial land. Nope. Especially the supremacy is definitely, uh, you know, damaged. It's definitely yeah. not functioning. But it's so big of a ship that they're still able to muster a force, go down a crate. Like, the ship is still kind of functional in a lot yeah. of ways, you know. She could have fallen through the flames fallen. and just we don't ended know. up in yeah. Hux's dining room, for all we know. <laughs> we don't know exactly what's under yeah. there. I mean, maybe yeah. there's a cross-section book I don't have. Maybe we can find out exactly where Phasma <laughs> fell. Right. But yeah. I really hope that, yeah. uh, that she returns. All right, let us talk about the new people, the exciting new people, Naomi Ackie, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell. What are hopes and dreams for, for those actors? As a fan of Spice World, yes. <laughs> uh, very happy Richard E. Grant is in this film. He's also just a great character actor. He's been around. Uh, I mean, gosh, I love uh, The Player. Robert Altman's The Player is one of my favorite movies. That's Uh when I was really first aware of Richard E. Grant. Excited about that. The wild speculation that he make a good Thrawn, just just toss that out. That's not going to (laughs) happen. Not going to happen. I'll put money down on that now. Yeah. But I'm excited for all the, you know, Naomi Aki, I was looking it up. I mean, this is one of those kind of newcomers known kind of in the UK. Was in Lady Macbeth, a, a British movie over there. Received some accolades to that so that's exciting as well mm. love new faces yeah uh, how about you jennifer do you have specific hopes and dreams for these characters i want naomi Aki to play a black woman and not a cgi, CGI character yeah. Ooh, don't yes. cover up her skin with green paint uh, please for the love of god like that's why i'm hoping that 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 they're gonna let her just just be and give her a good juicy role what did yeah. i what was i thinking i was thinking oh yeah maybe she could like uh, help the group, help our team in some way, be a guide, uh, be an expert in something. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that there's a lot of a lot of room to play and to have her be a, a, not a main character, so but yeah, like a, a bigger character than say Carrie Russell, who I love. I love Carrie Russell, but you know she's going to play Ray's mom, so it's going to be a smaller <laughs> role. <laughs> uh, I you, joke, I you joke. joke, but do you think there is any possibility, <laughs> or, or do you think? Uh, it could be a flashback again. Yeah. It could be Ray's mom in a flashback, yeah. or force back, or force forward, force sideways. Yeah. Right. It is interesting though that, and I'm sure it was just maybe an accident or oversight that they didn't put her name in the original StarWars.com announcement. Carrie Russell. Then they like went back. I think it was like an hour later and was like, <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, uh, Carrie Russell. 
I her, mean, her reps are like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what a, what a Freudian slip is for like text, but yeah, yeah. it, it kind of made me think like maybe they thought, oh, that's too much of a spoiler. No, Ooh. no. I'm sure that they don't even know. They're so tight lipped. Yeah. Who knows if anybody knows what her character actually is except for yeah, JJ and. I, I'm I'm bracing for small Snap Wexley style. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Good yeah. or bad. She could be a bad guy. She could be, a, you know, a, a, on the good team. I don't know. Naomi Aki, I'm starting the uh, daughter of Ray Sloan. Wild speculation now. Okay. <laughs> I uh, like that this is always the first level of speculation is who could they possibly be related right, to? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, wait. And one last thing. Uh, Richard oh, E. Grant, yeah. who I love. I knew him from L.A. Story. Steve Martin's yes. L.A. Story. Amazing. Oh, so great. Uh, but to to me, I immediately thought, okay, he's going to be a good bad guy that we love because he's so great at playing those types of mm-hmm, characters. Mm-hmm. And I saw some people online speculating from Bloodline that he could be, what was his name? Ransom uh, Castrofo? Oh, Ransom oh, Castrofo. Yeah. Okay. I, I know I haven't finished Bloodline, so I don't know how his story ends up. Sure. But I, could there be a way that he could make... He would have had to have a real uh, rough life because I think Ransom is supposed to be well, he's younger. younger. Might have been younger, oh, he's isn't young- he? But isn't he is. Richard E. Grant younger than? Mm-hmm. Not by much. No, maybe no, not. I mean, no, he's, he's like He's been teenage. around yeah. for, for quite a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Blast. Yeah, yeah he, can, he can also be kind of comic reliefy. Yes. Uh, he was in uh, Game of Thrones in that traveling troupe that, that uh, oh, Arya yes. runs into, and he's kind of the director. And it was a serious role played very comedically, and, and, and very he's so good in that. Yeah. So it could be like that. It could be like a shopkeeper. They run into, you know, that kind of thing versus officer. Or yeah. Mm. Or, yeah. Yes, right. My general thoughts is I think we, we always go first to relationships. Yeah. Then, or, or, you know, characters from books or comics that they could play. Then we go to sliding them into good guys or bad guys. And I think as uh, prognosticators, we often, Jennifer, you said this, but we often forget like the third party helper character, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And like Benicio Del Toro, that had been my guess uh, yeah. a ways out. It was like, I bet they're going to need help from some guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, so I think at least one of these characters is going to be not directly in the fight, but somebody that they need something from. Right. Uh, it's one side or the other. It, yeah. It's, it, it is funny. And it, it's part of the, it's part of the fun. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, daughter yeah. Ray Sloan is, is me with a wink and a nod, but yeah, that'd be cool. It right? would yeah, be cool. But, but yeah, yeah. Probably knows? someone brand new. But yeah, I got to put my Doctor Who hat on because a lot of Doctor Who people Ooh, in yes. Naomi Aki's roles is she was in Face the Raven, which is well, a she, huge, okay. important Doctor Who okay. episode. And Richard E. Grant has a, a long and storied history with Doctor Who. Uh, he mm. was in the uh, Curse of the Fatal Death, which was this parody that Stephen Moffat had done years, years before he took over the actual new show where he played the Doctor. Wow. Oh, he wow. played uh, what would have been the ninth Doctor if the TV show didn't come back in a webisode uh, oh. that my friend Paul Cornell wrote called Scream of the Shalka. Uh, and, but most importantly, mm. he played a villain called The Great Intelligence recently, okay. like in the last, uh, the end of Matt Smith's era. Oh, right. As the Doctor. Right. So I feel like he is in this perfect tradition of funny, charming, stately mm. British people. I want him to be <laughs> a first order officer. I mean, he's kind of he's in that uh, Peter Cushing, Michael Sheard. Mm. Yeah. Like he's got comedy chops, but he's got that uh, that history to play like a powerful first right. order Operative. Yeah. I think I look at Richard E. Grant and think he could be a character like a Moden Kennedy. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Or wildest speculation: an older Knight of Wren. Oh, very old, like Richard E. Grant. <laughs> 
He's the one who handed the keys to the Knights yeah. of Ren to yeah. Kylo. Maybe I, like I don't know. I'm oh so ex- I'm really excited for all of them, but Richard mm-hmm. E. Grant in particular. Let's uh, we're, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, John Williams is was uh, also included in the press release, really confirming everything. Do we have any specific expectations or desires out of the music, given how hard they're pushing? This is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Ooh. This is probably for sure the conclusion of John Williams' epic yeah. Star Wars journey, right? Mm-hmm. Do we want anything in particular? Expect anything? I'd like a little... He did, I thought he did great in The Last Jedi, bringing back old themes, kind of, a, a, you know, callbacks and all those kind yeah. of things. Maybe a Finn and Rose theme or a Finn theme, a Poe theme. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Because I know the, the Resistance theme is is sometimes attached to Poe, but that to me is the Resistance. dun 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 you know, I love that. Yeah. A little something more specific for Poe or Finn. Oh, I think that would really help if the story does be like, is like the older generations have handed it off and these are our heroes who mm-hmm. will who'll hold the flame. Yeah. Really give them the power of, you know. What do you think, Jennifer? What do you want? I want a good Ray's Triumph uh, theme. Oh, nice. <laughs> of course, they can't call it that because that would be a spoiler, I'm sure, you know, uh, beforehand. But yeah, I want that and I want a quirky theme. Oh. Something related to the creatures, because you know that there's going to the be march some, of the porglets. Something good. <laughs> we had the porgs. There's going to be a new creature that we're going to all fall in love with. Who knows what it might be? Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, JJ gave us the hapabore, yes. so uh, there's high hopes. Yeah. There's march hope. of the weirdos. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I love that. Uh, I'm kind of excited for the possibility of new celebration music. If there's some yeah. poetry with uh, Return of the Jedi, where our heroes do triumph and. Maybe there's a little bit of a question because we live in a slightly more postmodern era. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the idea of some, what is the new version of saying goodbye to all of this, mm. you know, for the good. final track is. Oof. And a little little faint in the background. Yep, no. Yeah, that's it. All these characters are doing mocap uh, Ewoks. All of these new oh, actors, yes. mocap Ewoks. All right, so just to close out our main section, it is, uh, it's not new, but it is really highlighted, as you pointed out, Jennifer, all of the press releases, all of the language is pushing this film as the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Now, before it had been something that Kathleen Kennedy had just said, Skywalker saga, but now we're really getting the, the push for nostalgia of this is the end of this epic journey starting in 1977. How are you feeling about that? And do you want anything in particular, given that that's how they're marketing the film at this point? Yeah. It's interesting, right? Because they did mm-hmm. not start off like that with The Force Awakens. At least it didn't feel like that. It was more Star Wars is back. Star Wars right. is back. And maybe it was because they didn't want too much speculation about Rey being a Skywalker. So then it almost makes me curious in that they're saying this is the end of the Skywalker saga, even though this is ultimately the story about Rey, who is not a Skywalker. But we've we've mm-hmm. talked about this yeah. at length about what that could mean and Kylo yeah. and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, cause, yeah, because Kylo being dead at the end of this is a possibility. I right. Don't see Ray being dead. So that does this mean? Or can we look into the little words that she's definitely not a Skywalker? Uh, yeah. Um, it's more interesting going back to like 1983 for me. If you had told me, "Hey, Star Wars films aren't going to have Skywalkers in them," I'd be like, "No, <laughs> no." But I, I do love Solo, and I do love Rogue One, and the presence of that name isn't felt in those movies outside mm-hmm. of Vader at the end of Rogue One or Vader at the castle. So, um, and, and that's not really a Skywalker's Obi-Wan would remind us. 
So I'm okay with it more than I thought I would be yeah. when I was seven. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to see them pushing it because I think it is a great angle to reignite the larger world's excitement yes. for these movies. Because, yes, there's going to be even more Star Wars, but to say, like, this chapter, this family, these characters that we started with, this is the end of their journey, I think will get people really emotional uh, and get a, a really exciting feeling in the theater seeing it. Uh, and then... I'm not worrying about it too much because I think they could be embracing the George Lucas legacy of constantly changing your mind. Yeah. And that this could very well not actually be the end of this guy. Yeah. yeah. I think they might really mean it for now. For now. For Until now. somebody else takes over uh, Lucasfilm for. or 15 years from now or who knows what. Yeah. Until they discover George Lucas's will that says there must, there must be another be. Skywalker <laughs> like Anything could happen and the Skywalkers could always that return. That's another right. Skywalker. All right. Well, we took a deep dive. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad uh, we had that discussion because uh, you made me think of some things. You made me change my mind on my own personal speculation. So there's a lot of possibilities. What I love is we don't know. We do not know. We do not know. We do not know. Hey, before we go to our fan questions, we don't know. We do want to recommend a book as we always do for Audible. This is your Force Center recommends of your Audible book, Joseph, and we're going with The Last Jedi Novelization. Bum, bum, bum. It's been a while since we recommended it, and I think uh, projecting towards what is going to be in Episode Nine, Episode Eight, such a great uh, uh, the novelization is such a great deep dive into the themes and ideas. It'll help you think where it might go next. I intend to read it or maybe listen to it again. And you guys can do that with your uh, downloading your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook, and it directly helps the show. All right. As we wrap up here today, we got some wonderful fan questions. Fan questions indeed. This one is from our Facebook group. This is Yuval Aisler, uh, Aisler on Twitch. He jumps into my Twitch chat every now and then. Uh, with the new books coming, what passing mention in canon would you like to be integrated into the story? Personally, I would like to know more about the Obi-Wan and Satine story. New books, we got Padme, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan, and some other ones as well. What do you want to hear, Joseph? Oh, man, I agree uh, uh, with you all uh, that I want to hear more about the Obi-Wan Satine story. I think that this uh, Claudia Gray, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan book is going to be amazing. Yeah. I think we might get the Satine story. It might be that. I think we're going to mm. certainly learn a lot more about Obi-Wan's defiance, you know, or not Obi-Wan, but rather Qui-Gon Jinn, mm. and how he would be on the council by now if he just fell in line, like Obi-Wan says in The Phantom Menace. And I think it's important to remember that Claudia Gray wrote in the, from certain point of view, the story where Qui-Gon communes with Obi-Wan. Oh, so I think so she has some interest in the whole Force Ghost thing. So maybe we'll learn a little bit more about uh, Qui-Gon's first steps towards understanding mm. how to retain your existence within ooh, the Force. Like mm. when he's alive, like maybe starting to look, ooh, what's this thing going yeah, on? Yeah, you can get a lot more of like, Is that you know, like... burn or the Force? I like, don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know you guys are all about, the, you know, this kind of Force, but I'm about this kind of Force. Yeah. Like the whole cosmic Force versus living Force debate. I could see mm -hmm. Claudia going deep on that. I mm. like that. Uh, my answer would be Obi-Wan and Satine. And I don't know if it's going to happen in this story, but I, I, I could see it happening down the line somewhere else, too. It's such a juicy little romantic story, Jennifer. But what's your answer? You know, I, I really have a difficult time because there's just so much. And I kind of want to see things that are passing in canon on screen because I have not been keeping up with the books as mm -hmm. much. But I do think of immediately Aura Singh's death Ooh. being so casually mentioned in Solo. Let's find out more about that. I don't think that we will 
anytime soon. Uh, But if they do, you know, bring up a Boba Fett movie, who knows? (laughs) Who knows what can happen? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, We got this question from Facebook as well. Angela Silana says, since hashtag Clone Wars saved, if you had retrocognition force abilities like Quinlan Voss, what would you do with them? Now, to clarify, remind me if I'm wrong, that means you touch something like a lightsaber, mm-hmm. you get visions mm-hmm. or connected to it there. Yeah. A little bit like Ray in The Force Awakens. A little right. bit. A little bit. Oh, Not yeah. the same, yeah. but maybe, I don't know. Voss yeah. seemed to be more of a power he was aware of. Mm. Joseph, if you could touch a lightsaber, what would you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> I Just some fun adventures. They're like a lightsaber is story time, right? Uh, no, you have to. I actually had this a power once in a uh, superhero role-playing game. You, you have to be a private investigator. I feel like it is your moral duty. Oh, yep. okay, if yeah. you have this power, it's, that's the thing to use. I don't want to use it around my own house. Right. I don't want to be like, oh, I got a little tipsy last night and I touched the glass and then I remember my bad choices. I don't want I don't want to use it on myself. That's true. I want to use it uh, to help the world. I kind of think find that's missing people. the only answer. I don't know, Jen. What do you think? Yeah, that's what immediately I'm like, an FBI profiler. Right. I go looking for, you know, serial killers and, and whatnot and try and solve cold cases. And I feel like this is the beginning of a CBS show. Right? <laughs> Haven't there already been series about this? The Flashback I feel, Jedi. I feel like there have been. The Mentalist. Yeah, exactly. CSI touch things. <laughs> yes, I'm ready to star in it. Uh, good question, though. I love that. That's a nice Clone Wars deep dive, Angela. From Patreon, we always take a couple questions from our patrons on Patreon. Harrison's, uh, oh, I'm saying Harrison because I'm just assuming Harrison Ford. Harrians Gibson is how I, I think I should say that, not Harrison Ford. With the Disney streaming service coming late 2019, there have been rumors of direct-to-streaming Star Wars content aside from movies and the previously announced TV series. What are some other types of content you would like to see Lucasfilm explore via the streaming service? Mm. Jennifer, mm-hmm. say it. I know what you want. <laughs> you know what I want. Say it. I want more kids' content. I want Star Wars Muppet Babies. I <laughs> want things that I can show my daughter, who's now three, and so what, she'll be like maybe four or five. So, yeah, stuff like that to, to fill okay. in the gaps because I cannot show her The Last Jedi. Right. It's going to be a while before I can show her that uh, mm-hmm. and catch her up on all the films. So that, to me, is where I go is for young for young, uh, young Star Wars fans. You have to be aware of that. Uh, you know, our good friend Mr. Harloff, he's got a daughter who loves Star Wars, but they've pulled back on kind of showing her some of the stuff. Until they feel she's ready. Yeah. yeah. She's upset about that. I it's know. hard. But, but <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I like that, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, I would be happy to see that. I'd happy be happy to see like a movie-length Forces of Destiny. Yes. Like one-off special episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be um, amazing. I'm really torn. I know everybody has the idea of, well, if the spinoff movies are, aren't going to work in mm-hmm. the big theaters that we get our Obi-Wan Kenobi movie on a streaming platform with... Which with like, you know, uh, Hulu and Netflix producing movies, that's not that absurd. I kind of want to see them on the big screen. So I think for me, I'll answer this by saying documentaries. I want some Star Wars content that's Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. I want some deep dive interviews with like, give me a day in the life of, uh, is it Brian Herring, who's the Mm -hmm. BB-8 puppet? Like, mm -hmm. give me, puppeteer, give me some stuff that's real deep dive. As someone who was one of many moved to tears by the, director in the Jedi documentary yeah. who watches the beginning, the Phantom Menace documentary often who watches mm-hmm. Empire of Dreams. Empire of yes. Dreams is a, like one of the best awesome. Star Wars movies in existence. It right? really is. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I want some Star Wars today. I'm going to watch Empire of Dreams. I, as someone who is a fan of 
happy beeps, which sometimes <laughs> goes into that way. I want short form, 30 minute Netflix style documentaries. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I also want something that maybe explores the fandom. Uh, you know, I was, there's a, it, I think it's like amazing interiors on something like that on Netflix. And, and, and me and Grace were binge watching that this weekend. And it's just one of the shows you put on, they go to a house and Hey, we build a roller coaster in our upper level of our house. You know, we know Star Wars fans got that stuff. You know, oh I, I'd gosh. love to see short form content like that. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. So great. Star Wars Celebrate tiny homes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, basically what Ray has yeah. living in that ad ad. She has a Star Wars tiny right. home. Right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> this fan turned her garage into an ad ad walker. Uh, all right. <laughs> Alex so Lode. many great people to You're, profile. Now right. I'm really getting going I'm on that. telling you. Uh, Telling you, Lucasfilm, if you heard Happy Beeps, um, we'll produce it for you. Um, Alex Lloyd, in honor with a U, because he's dignified from the UK, in honor of our newest lovable droid, L337, pick your favorite trusty metal counterpart to have by your side on a mission. R2, 3PO, BB-8, Chopper, K2SO, L3, HK47, a melody from Legends, though. While K2 and HK are hilarious. My winner is R2-D2 when he still had his rockets. Super useful, hilarious, trustworthy. And I can fly on him when like Anakin does in the Clone Wars series. Uh, great question, Alex. Droids, who you taking with you, Joseph? It is difficult, but I'm going to go with BB-8. Uh, okay. I almost went with Chopper. You know, if I wanted a real uh, difficult, yeah. adventurous ride, I'd go with Chopper. But Chopper might peel off to steal something. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's uh, super helpful. But BB-8, <laughs> quiet, resourceful. He likes the little belly scritches. Even though he's a droid, I, I would have to go with BB-8. I like that answer. Chopper's close for me too, but Jennifer? Yeah, BB-8 because he's the most like a like a dog in some sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Happy Beeps. I can I can pretend I'm <laughs> Poe Dameron. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You know, I had a complicated relationship with Chopper. Yeah. And I love R2. R2 might be the answer of all answers, but he's almost like it's it's a Hall of Fame answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do like K2SO. I appreciate mm-hmm. a sense of humor similar to mine. Uh, a little sarcastic, somewhat self-loathing, um, and he'd be good in a fight. All the droids are good in a fight. I don't three PO probably not. Yeah, um, <laughs> I might go with K two S. So I can nice. see traveling the galaxy with good old K two. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it, Cassian. I get it. K two would go to Seven Eleven with you and Absolutely. complain about it. Oh, really? This is what we call food now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Alex, uh, Harriens, and Angela, and Yuval. There is the possibility questions. I mistyped Harrison's name, so I'll throw that out there. It oh, could there be is? Harriens, or I could have mistyped Harrison, and I apologize if <laughs> oh. that's the case. Senor Gibson, we yes. appreciate your questions <laughs> there. Harrens is now what I'm going to name my kid if I ever have one. Uh, let's uh, wrap up the show. If you have a question for us or we just want to reach out and join the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We have a big website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. As always, tweet us your merch picks and we'll reshare them. Podcast is available in a lot of places like Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And of course, Joseph, we're over there on Patreon. That is right. Patreon.com slash Force Center. We are still working towards that big goal of unlocking commentary for all the movies so come help us out with that patreon.com slash force center absolutely we are almost out of here but we do other things as well like whatever you got going on jennifer it's always something surprising yeah well you can find me on twitter instagram facebook youtube at jennifer landa but be sure to listen to my latest happy beeps episode right here on the force center network where i dive into the backstory of salacious b crumb and also how they created 
that lovable Kowakian monkey lizard. Good old Sally B. Mm-hmm. Mr. Scrimshaw, you got comedy shows where Tony Thaxton is bringing down the house. That's what right. What else you got going on? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And then, uh, like Ken was saying, lots of adventures, live shows, comedy albums, my other podcast, Obsessed. That's all on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And I should mention, Four Center is also on Instagram. I have fun late at night, really doing a lot of filters on photos that I've taken for Star Wars <laughs> and put it out there for no reason. Um, but also, uh, we have YouTube, which reminds me, my YouTube channel is out there. I'm putting more stuff on there. You can follow me at Kednapsock across all social media platforms. That is it. Episode 9. Well, the shooting is beginning this week. And the speculation, the leaks, the weird prognostications that turn out to be true, it's all there. The journey has just begun. We'll see you next time here on Force. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.